I'm Samuel Davis Jr. Welcome to the Black and Blue Podcast. A black man wearing the police uniform of blue can be painful. The mission of this podcast is to understand the necessity of proper policing and fair treatment for everyone. Black and blue is a delicate balance with the scales of justice never reaching all people. These are my stories. This is my journey, a 28-year career in law enforcement that's led to making a difference in the lives of others. The name of the story is Dimensions of the Traffic Stop. As I tell this story about making a traffic stop, close your eyes and pretend you are me. See what I describe and walk in my shoes. This started out with a community complaint. People in the community were complaining about reckless drivers near a particular middle school in South Sacramento. My supervisor wanted me to watch for this type of behavior. We don't want anyone to get hurt out there, especially a student walking to school. It would just be such a negative thing, and you know it would be the first thing to hit the papers. So there's a reason to stop cars in this particular neighborhood. The biggest reason is just to keep the neighborhood safe. That's number one. So I began to look into this problem for my sergeant. I wasn't there too long when I saw a vehicle drive through a stop sign and it was right by the school in question. So the vehicle, it did not stop. In fact, it ascended or sped up driving through the stop sign and quickly through the crosswalk. I made a vehicle stop on that car. But again, step into my shoes and understand the things that a law enforcement officer has to think about when they're in the moment of making a vehicle stop. The first thing I do is I see that violation. The vehicle ran through a stop sign, through a crosswalk, sped up, kept driving. Initially, I have to contact the dispatcher. I have to run that particular license plate and tell the dispatcher where I am as far as location and what my plans were to do with that car. So once dispatch acknowledges my call for them and understand where I'm making the vehicle stop, it is time for me to go to work on this particular call. So what am I thinking? I'm driving behind this vehicle at a slow rate of speed as the vehicle is making a a choice to stop. My mind and body are prepared kind of deep for the things that may happen during a basic vehicle stop. After the vehicle comes to a stop, I get out of my vehicle. As I approach the vehicle I've stopped, several things are going through my mind. What am I thinking? Well, I'm thinking a lot. One of the things I'm thinking of is as I approach this vehicle, the best case scenario is the person stays in the vehicle and there's no problem. The worst case scenario is if somebody gets outside of that vehicle, the problems they may present during this stop. I don't know which one's going to happen, but I have to be prepared for both. Believe it or not, I have a plan which covers every step of my approach to that vehicle. If the door swings open, I'll know what I have to do to handle that. It may be a possibility. You just never know. But I do need you to understand this. As I approach that car, this is when I'm at my most afraid. This is when I'm at my most vulnerable. I got to get over this feeling. Again, thinking to myself, I have to be professional and I have to get to the front door and I have to get to the door and confront this driver. Seconds later, that's exactly what happens. I make contact with the driver. I have to remember inside of my head to be polite no matter what the response might be from that person sitting in that driver's seat. I have to be courteous to them because I'm the professional here. I'm at work. I always kept that in mind. So contact the driver, be polite, be courteous. I have to explain to them that I need to see their driver's license and their registration, their proof of insurance, all at the same time while telling them I need to see their hands for my personal safety. Now, I always had a choice to explain to a person that I've stopped 
During the first approach of the vehicle, I've always had that option to explain to the driver why I made that vehicle stop. I choose to do it then. I want them to understand why they were stopped and what the purpose is of them being stopped. So I would take the mandatory paperwork from them, the driver's license, proof of insurance, and their registration, take that mandatory paperwork, and proceed back to the squad car. Now, a lot of things can cloud this situation. I'm giving you a basic vehicle stop with one driver. That's pretty simple. But the angst and the anxiety is a little bit different when there's three or four people in a vehicle and you're walking up to that vehicle. And in that moment, that moment that you know is when you're most vulnerable, is when you're most afraid, you have to contact the driver. But at the same time you're doing that, you can't keep 100% attention on the driver because there's three other people in the car, three other sets of hands in the car that you have to somehow figure how to have everybody not move until you get the information that you need from the driver. Who are you stopping? Where are you working? Do you know anything about these people? Can you call another officer to come over and just sit by while you deal with this particular vehicle? All these thoughts go through your mind. Because not only are you dealing with just the state of California laws when it comes to vehicle code sections, not only are you dealing with that, but you're also dealing with the set of rules and regulations given to you by your department on how you were supposed to deal with people the entire time during your contact with them. That's something else that weighs heavy. As you approach the vehicle, is that door going to swing open? Because if it does, it changes everything. It completely changes everything. So after receiving the mandatory paperwork, the driver's license, registration, and proof of insurance from the driver, you proceed back to your vehicle to do a series of two or three more checks. A lot of times people don't understand that. They think you're going back to the car to just sit there all day and run information on them when truly you're trying to find out who this is that's driving this vehicle. Is this person the very same person that is on this driver's license or is it somebody else? Is this person a criminal? All those things you have to think about in your mind. So the first thing you do is you run a valid driver's license check. This is a check to see if a person has a valid driver's license. Then you run a criminal history check. You don't know who you're dealing with. You don't know if this person has warrants. You don't know if this person has just murdered somebody. You have no idea who it is that's in the vehicle that you've stopped. But this is the time that you're going to find that out. When all things turn out okay, most likely what you're going to do is release the person that you stopped. But there's so many things, small things that could take place that could change the basic vehicle stop. If you think of the scenario that I just gave you, what would happen if the driver got out of the car and took off running in another direction? What would happen if the driver ran in one direction and the three other people in the car ran a completely different direction? Is your life in jeopardy? Remember, it's about keeping you safe. What if the driver does not have any identification on him at all? What if the driver resists? What if they start talking back or speaking angry to you because they don't like the police? Again, what happens when there's several people in the car? Not three, not four, maybe seven. What do you do? What do you do if they're argumentative with you? What if you stop them after dark, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning? Does that change things? Time of day, time of night. What about the demographics? What area are you stopping these people in? Are you stopping them in the worst area in the city or the county that you patrol in? All these things matter. The purpose with the vehicle stop 
is to make contact with the driver, get an understanding across, and move on. In a situation in the neighborhood that I patrolled where we got complaints from the community about people driving recklessly through crosswalks and stop signs in an area near a middle school, I had a very different way of handling these calls as I make these stops. I would make contact with the driver, speak to them quickly about what my purpose was. And I had a purpose. I had a reason that I was doing those things. And that was because of citizens making complaints. They were complaining about the issues that would happen in their neighborhood with people driving recklessly. We, as the police department, had to do our side to protect the public. Many of the vehicle stops that I made in this particular area were people that lived in the immediate area. Most of them were warned. I felt that it was just to warn them about their behavior while driving and the fact that they could end up hurting somebody or even worse. And I don't want to see that fall on anybody. So if you have an understanding, I'd just like you to have that understanding of the vehicle stop that I just walked you through. There is never a time where you are 100% sure that you are not going to get injured or killed on this call. When you 100% know that, it means you're usually back in your car driving away. There's a lot of things to remember in this job. And this is only a vehicle stop. A lot of officers perform vehicle stops daily, but just as with the story that I told you, it's a very, very difficult thing at times to do, make that vehicle stop. However, you still have to do it and you still have to make contact and you still have to be the professional, even under the possibility of the negative things that can happen to you. A lot of people think they know what it's like to be in this situation. You don't. If you're a law enforcement officer, you will get the understanding of it. This is a very, very thorough and complete job. I've always done it with the best intentions, and that never changed in that entire time that I was with the Sacramento Police Department.